big down payments. Thousands down. We interviewed the victims. Tell us what happened, ma'am. Well, I says to myself, self, go to Mad City. Mad City Mitsubishi. Every vehicle's just one dime down. And then? I ended up at some other dealer. Why? They had guaranteed credit. Let me guess. You had to put $4,000 down. Yeah, four grand. And there was no warranty. Next time, go to Mad City, Mad City Mitsubishi. They extend the factory warranty to 30 years, 300,000 miles. And all you need is a dime. Hundreds of pre-owned in stock now. But my credit stinks. Just ask for credit amnesty. If you bring home $350 a week, you get up to $30,000 in credit. Wow, 30 grand? Yes, ma'am. With only one dime total out of pocket. It's a crime to pay more than a dime. At the number two Mitsubishi dealer in the nation. Mad City. Mad City Mitsubishi. On the Beltline. Call 844-MAD-CITY. MadCityMitsubishi.com. You're locked into Inception Radio Network, Superior, Wisconsin. From aliens to ghosts, demons to angels, and from shadow people to the outlandish, Heidi Hollis the Outlander. Outlander. Welcome, welcome everybody to my awesome Friday evening. You're listening to me, Heidi Hollis, The Outlander. So welcome to the show. Get comfortable, pull up a chair, grab some popcorn, whatever it is that you do, do it best, I'm sure. Um, You know what? My goodness, it's been a very productive week for me. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but I have done a whole heck of a lot. Um, Just a couple of nights ago, coast to coast AM, I'm sure a lot of you guys are totally here because you heard me flapping my gums on that show and um a lot of people have written me oh my goodness i have been slammed with emails which is awesome it's awesome i am not complaining at all so i welcome all my new listeners to the program for the evening and hopefully for every every single evening here on after okay um so yeah so i got to talk about shadow people i was carrying on and having a good old time with that um so i want to tell you guys first where you've landed because a lot of people are just like what is she carrying on about so as i said you're listening to me so (laughs) this show is about bringing outlandish and interesting topics to the forefront from aliens to angels ghosts demons holy encounters shadow people to bigfoot to the outlandish i always say if it's weird we're here and now you are too so why you're staring at me so that's okay now about me when it comes to anything outlandish i don't care what it is personally i'm someone who has been there seen that experienced it freaked out found some answers wrote about it got over it and now i'm hoping to help others do the same darn thing and start talking about this stuff okay if you want to learn more about me go to my main website which is heidihollis.com i could spell it out but just sound it out it's really easy (sighs) okay and on there i have youtube twitter all that all that good stuff so yeah please do go over there join me and uh, enjoy um, so anyways, I guess, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are just like, you know, okay, so we heard, we heard the intro. What else? What else? Well, guess what? This show has an app and so does the whole network. 
Get the Inception Radio Network app, IRN app. It's free, and you can listen to me carry on all the time at any time. And also, you can hear this whole program by just calling a number, just a number, one 830 or 786-837-2262. And also, I'm in the chat room. I don't know where you guys are at, but I'm in the chat room right now. It's hard for me to, like, totally read back and forth and carry on, but it's all good. It is all good. So, uh, anyways, yeah, um, let's let's go tiptoe on over to what I call the outlandish corner. That's my special effects person. That's MJ. Wow, he is just mixing and scratching my special effects over there. Um, <laughs> outlandish corner, this is where I take your emails, questions, and your phone calls. Yes, people, I am not afraid of you. Go ahead and call. It's all good. Um, but, yeah, call if you have any questions, if you have uh, something that you want to share, something that you want to vent about that you've experienced along the lines that is Odd. It doesn't matter. Aliens, Bigfoot. Let's scream. Let's let's holler together, okay? Um, but until somebody does come on the line, I am going to start reading because I have got loads of emails. Holy moly. Okay, so here I go. All right. Uh, oh my gosh, this is the big one. Do 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 do. Don't want to do that one. Um. Okay. And again, I cold read. I, I a lot of times, you know, it's it's hard to totally roll with it when. Could be some spelling errors, errors in there, but it's all good. Okay, so dear Heidi, I have never written about this before. Oh, okay, just a little background on me. I am with the sheriff's department of the county I live in. I have been in law enforcement for about seven years, and I'm 42 years old. I'm gonna look you up now. Um, <laughs> I am not normally shaken, and I'm used to dealing with the steamier side of our society. I think I do, too. Um, I have always been strong-willed and not afraid of most things, but after hearing about you on Coast to Coast AM's website and visiting your website and personally seeing Batman, I had to tell you about my experiences with it. When I was in high school, I lived in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Holler, Wisconsin. I'm from Wisconsin. Um, I was raised there. I'm from San Francisco otherwise, but it's all good. It's all good. Uh, my family and I lived in a larger, older home. I remember waking up very late one night and seeing a figure standing inside the doorway just inside my room at the foot of my bed, and it was seemingly staring at me. Thinking it was my younger brother, I told him to take off, to leave before I made him sorry. Nice big brother there. Um, the figure did not immediately leave, but sort of melted away. It really bothered me, but I went back to sleep, and in the morning spoke with my brother and found out he had not been in my room. I have seen it since then, but have seen things out of the corner of my eye when alone. Oh, I have never seen it since then. So sorry. I'm trying to piece this together. Um, I've had that experience in the homes I have lived in over the years and even in the woods while hunting and camping. I also lived in Hayes, Arkansas. My home was three houses down from the original Boot Hill. And it was well known that there were grave sites in the yard of those homes that were unmarked and had not been moved when the cemetery was built once the community became larger. Oh, don't you hate hearing stories about that? Ugh, this gives me the chills. The house had a basement, but I never felt comfortable down there because I always felt like I was being watched. There were no sightings or activity there, just a bad, creepy feeling. 
<sighs> I have had that feeling several times over the years and have usually just gotten away from wherever I was having the feeling. Nothing ever happened, but I just felt like I should leave when I got it. Once I left a beautiful lake in the Boundary Waters canoe area because it felt wrong. Oh, my gosh. My friends and companions thought I was crazy, and I thought so too, but I didn't stay there. I didn't know much about shadow people at all, still don't, and I'm still learning about them. What do they want? Are they still out there, and I just don't see them? Is it because I am not afraid? Whatever the reason, I am thankful for not seeing them anymore, if that was whatever it was I was seeing. Thank you, Chris B. Well, Chris, 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 very interesting story. Um, wow, and yowza, that, that is, um, that's disturbing that uh, you had this experience. I understand that it's, it's not cool to have something who you thought was your brother come into your room and just watch it melt away. What's interesting to me, and a lot of people don't realize this, but when when you see something out of the ordinary like that, I don't care how young you were, something in you just says, that was so wrong. That just, that is, I am not going to forget this moment of terror and horror ever in my entire life. So, um, and, and you're one of them. I mean, this is this is one of those life-changing moments. And, you know, oh, gosh, a lot of people are just like, oh, I, I want the proof. You know, show it to me. I, I want to know what the heck that was. And it's like, I understand. You know, I wish I could totally lay out to you, like, all sorts of stuff and paint your pretty picture. But sometimes you just have to be there. And sometimes you just have to take the word of people next to you that this happened. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're a trustworthy person – and your eyes are trusted for driving your friend down the road, say they're in the car with you, um, perhaps they should trust that your eyes weren't playing tricks on you all of a sudden when you saw a shadow person. Okay, that's that's where I'm rolling. Okay, and, and honestly, it just doesn't feel like time is of the essence. It just feels like time is of the essence where you can't take the time to bring everybody along with you in the believing field. It's it's time to get busy. It's time to get answers. It's time to move on from the point of, do you believe? I mean, come on. I'm just, I'm so over it. I don't know about you guys, but, um, anyways, interesting what you, what you said. <laughs> I think that's kind of, kind of funny, but I totally get it. You were out <laughs> camping with your friends and, and got such a disturbing feeling. You knew you had to leave for all, you know, I mean, your gut, your guardians, whatever, um, the powers that be, said, if you don't leave now, something bad will happen to you. So kudos to you for listening to your gut feeling. Because I have heard from people, and I've known people who have had a creepy gut feeling, but they didn't listen to it, and, oh, they got in a car accident. And, oh, somebody beat them up. Oh, they got robbed. You know, it's uh, our gut is talking to us for a reason. So I applaud you for not caring what others thought. And you just rolled with it. So I think that's that's fantastic um, because I, I just don't hear about that often. Um, <laughs> so it, and you're asking about shadow people. What do they want? Um, let's see. And could it be shadow people that you were feeling in your basement and these other places and stuff? Um, you know, darkness is darkness. I don't care what their name is. Uh, shadow people, uh, <laughs> freaky people. If it's if it's dark and it gives you a bad vibe, who cares what its name is? Um 
I don't know. I don't know what it was that you're experiencing. I don't know it was near to you, but you know they're they're related. If something is dark, that's uh, and it's giving you a dark feeling, it, it's it's related. I wouldn't I wouldn't take a moment to pause to try to figure it out. I don't think that really matters. So um, I'm trusting your gut the way that you did. I think that's that's what's important and not sit there and hmm, I wonder wonder what that was. Just who cares? Move on. Um, <laughs> what do they want? Shadow people, hmm, what did you have? <laughs> what did you have to offer? It, it, it's, it's, uh, oh, how can I say? It depends. It depends sometimes. They like to instill fear. They like to pull fear. Um, maybe they were just passing by. Maybe it's just strangers in the night. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Um, but <laughs> who knows? Who knows what they wanted from you at that moment? Um, but it is fascinating and interesting that you're thinking, it may be these guys, but there's no telltale signs except for the one experience that you had. Um, are they still out there and I just don't see them? Is it because I am not afraid? Oh, gosh. You know what? So many questions here. Let's see. Or is it because of that? I don't know. Is it them? I don't know. But again, does it matter if it's dark and you want to keep them away? Just, you know, I... I, I, I I always talk about this, that this is so important that you need to put your faith up. Just slam it up and throw it at these rotten good-for-nothings, and that's what's important. It doesn't matter what their name is. It doesn't matter what is going on with them. Just put your fear up. So thank you. Uh, put your fear out the door. Say, Put your faith up. Um, so, Chris, thank you so much for writing. And I, from what I am gathering here, we have a caller. So uh, let's let's flip on over there, MJ. Who art thou? Hello, how are you? Heidi, Heidi, the caller. Um, if you can look up, I will message you the, the caller's name. She actually emailed you. She's wondering if you'd check out her story. It's on two shadow creatures. So um, I'll, email, yeah, I'll let you know. I'll uh, get off the air here. All um, right, that's yeah. fine. Hey, I'm, I'm all good with that. So, hey, if she wants to pop on here and tell me her story, because I, I have so many emails, I, I try to read them as I'm going on air here. So do you want to join me? Hop on in. Let's do it. Um, in the meantime, doo, 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 doo. oh my gosh, let me just scroll down. Oh, that's a big mother right there. Um, <laughs> let's see. Okay. Oh, somebody's asking me if I've got, if I could look right at their email right now. Look, if you want to call, call on in. I have tons of email, and I will eventually get to it, if not tonight, in the future. I promise you. I promise you. So. Um, looking for a specific name right now, just cannot do it. Nope, so I'm so sorry. Um, okay, I'm going to do this itty-bitty one. It says, I understand what you say, how you have seen some things, and people would think you're crazy. I've seen Jesus. I am not a believer. Two days ago, I saw the hat man. He was hovering over my body, and I am still scared poopless. Everybody fill in those words, poopless. Um, <laughs> I had many visions shared them with friends and family. I think I am a medium in denial. No, I don't do drugs. How does this sound familiar? And it says Juan. I think I did answer this one last week. I think this kind of, I think this got mixed in with the batch. So I'm just going to skip over that one. It's sometimes people will blast me and blast me with the same email over and over. And it gets thrown in the mix. And we do have a caller right now. So um, let's go to the phone line. Do we have this person? And do, do, do. Hey, do we have a caller here? No, nope, no caller. 
they they have disappeared on me. Oh, we're having some some phone line issues. It's all good. Oh, where's the caller? I am not getting this person. Nope, don't hear anything. Nada. Nope. Nope. Okay. Not going to wait. Okay. <laughs> all right, I'm going to the next one. I never have this uh so many emails. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, it says, hello there. I saw your email on the website for the hat man and just had to contact you. My boyfriend of several years has finally opened up to me about seeing this dark figure. The first sighting being in his homeland of Honduras when he was eight years old after he never returned. However, he continued to see it in his home, driving on his way to the car in my house in several places. I've even seen the curious figure just being around my boyfriend. So I began doing research immediately because my boyfriend called me in frantic 4 a.m. this morning. Ooh, I'm sorry about that. Oh, somebody sneezed. I did. <laughs> Is that a caller? Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's a caller. I'm going to put this on pause. Hello, caller. What's your name? My name is Betsy. Hey, Betsy. How's it going? My name's Heidi. I'm okay. I know. I tried to get a hold of you on Facebook, I think, today. Oh, cool. Awesome. Under well, Elizabeth. Oh, all is well. Hey, we could all go incognito. I'm pretending to be Heidi. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but no. I contacted you and you told me to listen to the radio tonight, so. Oh, gotcha. Well, um, tell me about your story. What's What's going on? Okay, well, for the last four months, um, UFOs have been over my house. Um, I have pictures. I have pictures of um, beings. Um, I have all kinds of pictures. I have MUFON coming to my house. Um, I I don't know how to describe this. I when I've been outside before, I feel like they've drugged me, like kind of like a doped feeling. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I've talked to a few people on how to try to get rid of them. Um, my hair is like tingly all the time, like from energy or something, mm-hmm. and it's falling out. Um, oh, I also have pictures like of them. I did. I don't even know how these pictures became in my camera, but they're what there. Do, what do you looks, mean, like, like in, a, inside your home or outside, or what are we talking about? Outside. They're outside pictures. Wow. Okay. So you're you're actually getting one of them. Features. One of one of them was a hologram picture. It moved. My husband saw it. My family saw it. Um, a couple of the people have it now. It doesn't move anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not a gray. It's something else. Mm-hmm. And it looks down. It's like I got a girl, and it looks down, and it looks up at you, like, in the freakiest. I mean, I freaked out. And then <laughs> I freaked out. Like, um, I mean, really, I, they, like, brought me the psych ward. I show them my picture, and they kick me out. You know, oh, they're like, on. you're not crazy. I'm, that's not a joke. I'm in Minneapolis. Wow. This is not a joke. This Minneapolis. Oh, you know, I am totally not a skeptic. Trust me. Um, I've seen I some. I mean, there are here over my town. My neighbor, who's a police officer, I've gone to his home and we've watched them. And he, this one comes every night during the day. I have the daylight pictures too. I would. I have pictures gosh, of them. I wish that I could see these pictures. It's so you they, can you can come to my house. You can come to my house and sit here with me. I mean, I'm from Minnesota. I think you're from Wisconsin, correct? I am, but I'm in Chicago right now. <laughs> but it's all good. I, you know what? I mean, I, I totally would, would dig that. I, I really enjoy a good UFO watching session. I'm I'm all about it. Now, it, now, so how are these UFOs? I mean, are you seeing lights? What's the shape of them? Are they spherical? Um, what are you talking about? They're, some of them are. Some of them are they're huge. Some of them are just 
fucking huge. I'm sorry, I shouldn't swear. They're oh. huge. It's sorry. okay. It's all good. It's internet right um, now. So. <laughs> <laughs> but these things are huge. Um, they, I've seen me and another, this whole, the whole thing started was, I've been seeing them for, since a child. Mm. And they've been coming on and off. And now I have a friend who has entities like dragons, angels. You know what I'm talking about, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you okay. don't feel that and this girl, been... this girl started channeling them. Oh. And they had me going to this park, and I went with a kid who worked at a gas station down the street because I didn't have anyone else to go. It's in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And we stood there and waited because they said they were going to meet us. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we did this. I don't know what possessed all of us to do this. Um, something, like, halfway out of the sky fell down, and it, like, fizzled out. Mm-hmm. The kid got scared on his bike. I have a cast on my foot. He left me in the park in the middle of the night on a scooter by myself in the dark. So, of course, wow. I freak out, and I get home. And, I mean, and that's how this whole thing started. And, I mean, they've been in my life. No, I mean, no, when I you say in your them, life, like, what has been going on? I mean, have they tried to abduct you? I mean, what's going no, on? No, no, nothing like that. But they're just, they're always here. I can feel, I don't know how to describe it. I can feel them. Nothing. Like don't, back. If you're not getting any warm, fuzzy feelings from them, you feel like this is a negative thing that's happening. Some aren't so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, after I saw the picture, I freaked out. I mean, I really honestly did. And then my son-in-law um, got the picture off my computer because every time I'd open it, I would see it. And, I mean, now I'm not afraid of them because mm-hmm. I know most of them, three-fourths of them, I know there are the good ones, and I know they're the bad ones just like people. Yeah, um, there are. There are. Actually, my book, The Secret War, that's uh, what I was putting out there on Coast to Coast. It talks about the more positive and negative alien beings and what's going on with them and the conflict and, and the contact. So I totally... And, I totally it's, and it's like they're spitting out these shit. The large ones are spitting out ships. I mean, there's something coming out of them. And they look like, I don't know how to describe it, like shuttle buses or something. Oh, oh you, you know, I have actually heard of this. You know, if if you ever get the opportunity, yeah, no, I've actually heard of little scout ships, and uh, I've seen something along those sim- similar lines um, in Wisconsin, in Dundee, Wisconsin. So I, I totally get what you're, what you're saying. You know, if you and ever the thing feel is, they, free, they also follow me to the uh, store. Okay, feel free to send these pictures along to me. I mean, my email is dustpolisher at gmail.com, and I would... Yep, I got, I got your email, your new Gmail and stuff, so I will send I them to you. all over that. I would so appreciate that, because uh, it's hard to judge, because it's like, wow, you know, I'm imagining it, but it's it's hard to get it. Yeah, I, you know, and half the people think you're a freaking nut anyway, but until it's like, I've got people coming, i got MUFON coming here on Sunday. Cool. My husband's finally, my husband's out of town. He doesn't like this. He doesn't, he sticks his head in the sand. All right. Well, you know, he, a, he sees them, he believes them, but he just gotcha. I don't know. Well, I tell you what, you know, after I get that that uh, email from you, you know, let's connect yep. again. Have you back on here? So, thank you so much. For I calling. will. All right, we got thank another. You, dear. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. We got another caller on here. Hi, Heidi. Hey there. How's it going? Who am I speaking to? Yeah, uh, this is Kim. 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 Yeah, I finally got through. Yeah, oh, finally got you? through. So what is going on, Kim? Let's hear about it. Okay. Well, I've had some experience with different things in my lifetime. I'm 40, what, 8 now. 
But um, I just want to share my experience that I've had with the hat man. Um, oh, yeah. uh, he used to show up. Uh, this is this is it's very normal. It's pretty much normal. But mm-hmm. what what he would do when I was about eight or nine years old, that I would lay in my bed and then there would be this shadow-looking figure that would be standing, and you couldn't see his face. It was just solid black with a hat with mm-hmm. a trench coat. And it's usually his hand is in his pocket. And he was just standing at the door with my door, you know, would be cracked about two feet wide. Mm-hmm. And he would just stand there and just stare into the room. He didn't come near. He didn't come close to me. He didn't do anything. But it was just stare at me and, and just observe me. Hmm. And then he'd walk away. Or sometimes I'll throw the blanket over my head. The magic just blanket? Just went on. I don't know how. Huh? The magic blankets, I hear this a lot. How tall would you say he was? Uh, he was an average, about six feet. He wasn't that tall. And you got to understand, there's a hallway light in a hallway. Mm. So I could completely see him with the hall light behind him. I see. What's okay. the feeling that you got from this guy? Um, I was scared. I was, um, I did, he never said anything. He was just observing, like he's watching me, and he didn't say anything. Um, he didn't do anything, but he just, his presence was just, why is he here? Is he going to hurt me? Is he going to hurt me? Right. You know, those are the questions that I'm, I'm like eight years old. Ugh. So, so I'm like, okay. This went on for a while, mm-hmm. and I really got scared. So, um, after Afterwards, you know, my mother, I said, Mom, I mean, I kept telling her I was scared. I don't know if I told her, you know, what it was or not. I don't remember. But I do remember her saying to me, Kim, she said, ask Jesus to come in your heart and protect, to protect you. And he will come in your heart and protect you from all evil, from anything that you're scared of. Oh, I and, you know, from that day forward, I never saw him again. Well, that's beautiful. I'd love to hear that. Well, now, wait a minute now. <laughs> However... I've not seen the uh, the hat man. That's the last time I ever saw the hat man. Okay. Now, um, I did, you know, I was seeing that before. Now, I had some reappearing objects that reappear and, and appear back into my house. I've had some strange things happen until I was 21. Now, it was when I was 21 is when I got saved. But before that, I had some odd, strange things happen to me. But I didn't call about those things. But the other story that I had, Mm-hmm. that I want to talk about was my ex-boyfriend. He was an alcoholic. His story is really wild. Okay. Now, his story was, um, now, I'm not him and I wasn't there. I can, I can only tell you what he told me. Um, he just lost his mother in a car wreck and a year later lost his father. And within like seven months, his wife left him. So he went through, you know, and then his drinking got really, you know, you know, he started drinking. He's a right. you know a Scotch drinker. Yeah. Now, one night, one night when he this only happened to him one time in his life. He said, "Kim, I was asleep on the couch, dead asleep, been half drunk." And he said that in the middle of the night, he felt something tug his feet. When he tugged on his feet, he looked up and saw a huge black figure. He didn't say whether it was a black man, I mean, or uh, I mean, a black figure, or mm-hmm. 
he did say it was a black figure, but it was a hooded, big, huge man. Wow. And he said it was evil. He said he felt present of nothing but evilness. Yeah. He, said, he said it scared him so much. Listen, I this is true. Oh, I believe He it. jumped off, off that couch. He ran and got a shotgun, loaded it up, <laughs> and then got back onto the couch and slept with that shotgun for a week. But he did look for the tr- he did look for it throughout the house, he, yeah. you know, looking for that thing. Right. He did. He, he said just for that moment, for like thirty seconds, he said he felt nothing but evil presence the whole time. Mm-hmm. I mean, he loaded up his shotgun and went to sleep with it. I don't blame him. I mean, <laughs> you feel threatened. I mean, people don't don't understand when something like this comes into somebody's life. I mean, you, your soul is shaken. So I am not surprised one bit. Not well, one I've bit. never known anybody. I mean, I said, Don, you know, you know, you think about it. I had completely forgot about the hat man when I was a child growing up. Yeah. And it just didn't dawn on me until about five or six years ago when I would listen to another girl who said she also endured with a, a black figuring, but it kept coming every night. It would come closer and closer to her bed. And I thought she was kind of losing it until one day I Googled it about five or six years ago and came across your site and come to find out there were a lot of people that had come across these things. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. So you've known about me all this time and you only recently thought to reach out to me. Yeah, I just, yeah. (laughs) It's all good. You know, a lot of people are, are like, you know, how do you approach somebody about something like this? So I totally get it. It's not... It's not anything that, uh, you know, anybody really wants to brag about. It's horrific. It's absolutely horrific, and it's scary. Well, so the I don't thing like... is, the world, the world is getting evil. Yeah. And when I say that, is that because they don't have a certain person in their lives, and when they don't have that, they're going to tend to fall short of, of surrounding themselves with negativity, negativeness. Okay. And, oh, yeah. And For I sure. think... You, you touched on that, and you said, and, you know, I listened to your uh, one-time talk on Coast to Coast about neg- negativity. Mm-hmm. And you said that usually the black, uh, these hood, uh, black, whatever, these shadow figures uh-huh. are usually around when negative is going on in the house. or And uh, at my house, there was a lot of abuse and alcohol going on at the time. Oh, they love that stuff. That's like popcorn for them. You know, Kim, I hate to cut right. you off, but, uh, you know, I right. got to get to my break. But, you know, I invite you to come and talk again on this stuff because I could carry on. Okay. All so right. Sure. I understand. I appreciate your calling. You guys. Oh my okay. Goodness. Yeah, we are in for a treat tonight. Oh, my gosh. Lori McDonald's going to be coming on next. You guys listen to me, Heidi Hollis, The Outlander on Inception Radio Network, and we will be right back. Listening to IRN, the Inception Radio Network, Chicago, Illinois. Illinois. You didn't. 
forget what's coming up tonight, did you? Hi, Inception Radio Network listeners. This is Amanda. Never miss that interview you were looking forward to or the show on your favorite topic. Follow IRN on Twitter, I underscore R underscore N, and get reminders about the evening's live shows as well as fun and important updates throughout the week. That's I underscore R underscore N, and never miss a great show again. Hi, Bob Tarmac for MJ'sHealthyWay.com. Are you into vitamins, nutrition, meal replacements, health shakes, uh, keeping your body in good shape, your internal engine going? <laughs> Boy, do I have a perfect place for you. MJ'sHealthyWay.com. They offer the best service and products, and they'll tell you anything you need to know about any product they have to offer. I get all my vitamins, meal replacements, shakes from mjshealthyway.com that's spelled mjs healthyway.com there's so much more at the website go check it out mjshealthyway.com don't have a computer is your internet connection down don't worry use your trusty landline or cell phone and dial or call and listen lines at 832 832- 280-0830 or 786-837-2262 to listen to the Inception Radio Network 24-7. Again, those numbers are 832-280-0830 or 786-837-2262. For the Inception Radio Network, I'm MJ. Hello, Inception Radio Network listeners. This is Amanda. Remember, you can take your Inception Radio shows on the go Just download the Inception Radio Network app for your iPhone, iPad, or Android smartphones and access live shows, past shows, guest lineups, and much more. Just visit the iTunes Store or the Google Play Marketplace and download it today for free. Are you a fan of Inception Radio Network? Do you reckon it's the best alternative talk radio station on the planet? Well, if you do, head to facebook.com forward slash Inception Radio Network and like the page. Tell your friends, spread the word, and keep listening to the best. Hello, folks. Heidi Hollis is rocking the airwaves every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern right here on IRN. But if you want to learn more about Heidi, check out her amazing website at www.heidihollis.com. For IRN, this is MJ. Get advice on aliens to ghosts, demons to angels, and from shadow people to the outlandish. Explore the paranormal with Heidi Hollis. The Outlander. Welcome, welcome back, everybody. To me, Heidi Hollis, the Outlander. Don't mind me. I'm barking here. Remembering always if it's weird, we're here. We're giving you advice and insight on outlandish topics, and the phone lines are open at 1-888-919-2355. And uh, actually, I'm not the one barking. That's Lori's puppy. Um, (laughs) So anyway, you know what? These 
things happen. You know, sometimes I just get loud and crazy, and it just, I feel like I'm barking, too. Um, so, anyways, I, I'm going to introduce you officially, Lori. So, you, your dog kind of jumped ahead of us. But Lori McDonald is a clinical hypnotherapist at True You Hypnotherapy and the founder and facilitator at the Sacramento Alien Abduction and Contactee Support Group. She currently conducts empowerment workshops in Sacramento and is in the process of collaborating with the California Assistant State Director of MUFON in writing a book called The Alien Interference. Visit her website, truehypnotherapy.com. Everybody, round of applause. <laughs> Lori McDonald. Oh, the crowd's going wild. Your dog's barking. Yes, it's going crazy over here. So Thank how the heck are you this evening, Lori? <laughs> I'm wonderful. I think we had a shadow person in the backyard and got the dog a little excited there. Oh, let's hope not. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Man, you have got some background. I always like talking to people like you who have like <laughs> tapped into the minds of those who have seen the darndest things, especially aliens. I mean, how on earth did you even begin getting into such a topic? You know, I was born just believing that there was aliens and life on other planets. It never occurred to me that there wasn't. But that was just second nature to me. Um, I became a clinical hypnotherapist in 1993. And to pass the final exam, I needed to regress somebody in front of a panel. And they were judge me. Well, I had the subject down and we had a direction that we were going. We were actually going to uncover some repressed musical creativity. And um, all of a sudden, a brilliant flash of light in orb shape appeared before his face and scanned down his body and disappeared, just vanished. I looked over my shoulder at the panel and they motioned for me to continue. So my next question to him was, what are you seeing now? And he said, me and my brother see a UFO and it's landed already. And there's people come, small people coming towards us. That was my introduction into UFOlogy. I was, you know, last day of school. So I guess it was meant to be. And after that, I was inundated in the UFO community to do um, abduction regression. Unbelievable. That um, that would make me a believer. Mm-hmm. So I totally get that. Now, so it, you just started asking more questions. You started digging i mean i mean so you see and you you witness something like this but it's like how do you take the next step how do you find the next person i mean that is kind of that's kind of a peculiar thing well um there's always buried information in the subconscious and more transpires than your conscious memory can recollect if you recall anything at all that is you yeah. have to also determine, you know, what might be a possible screen memory. Mm-hmm. There are several types of abductions. I mean, there's government abductions, there's alien abductions, human abductions. You know, all abductions, um, when they're face-to-face, are negative right. because they're against your will. You're taken, you know, taken from someplace against your will. And at that point, Things change. I mean, and in this case, they do recall experiments. They were experimented on, harvested uh, was the word he used. And he was only about uh, 13 when the incident happened. Mm, I see. Are you from Canada? 
Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. I heard it in there. I heard it in there. I'm yes. like, hold on now. Oh, the horses. Okay, it's all good. Canadian. I'm from Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Love it. Love it. It's all good. It's all good. Now, so, you know, you said something, and and this is, this, I'm a big advocate for this because I, an abduction is an abduction. Since when is it okay to abduct anybody? I don't care if it's a person. I don't care if it's, you know, non-human. When is this okay? When is this okay to ignore? It should not be ignored. And so I like that you pointed that out, that this is, you know, there, there's different types of abductions, and you group them all kind of to be the same kind of violation. You're, well, because you're... they have the same traumatic effect on the body and mind, uh, causing post-traumatic stress syndrome later in life. Other issues do occur. I mean, it's an abduction. And also, let's not forget you're face-to-face with an alien. I mean, depending on your core belief system, uh, you can be shaken into a mental breakdown. It's happened many times. Your reality is questioned. Is this real? Um, And then your sanity is questioned. And then your life begins to slowly fall apart, and you have to adjust, seriously adjust your reality, your perception of reality. And this is where consciousness expansion plays into the abduction phenomena. But, you know, an abductee is considerably different than a contactee. I mean, an abductee has some free will and they do need to use it. In the abduction world, if it's in the the grays, uh, the tall grays or the short ones or any of the zetas or anyone in that, you know, fraction of a faction of uh, aliens, they sort of group together anything basically on this side of the Milky Way are Mm -hmm. self-serving and they're not here to fulfill our human potentiality or allow us. Yeah, they're not helping us spiritually (laughs) unfold. However, the aliens that you might have telepathic contact with are much further out into deep space past you know the virgo Mm -hmm. cluster right into the arms of those other galaxies now those aliens are far more evolved and more energetic may not even have a body i can't say for sure i suspect that they do not but the ones that are doing the abductions um have uh you if you say if you don't tell them no if you don't create some type of guideline to them not saying no means yes you have to exert your free will and create the parameters of whatever type of relationship you're willing to have and in a regression session you can uh learn how to prevent them from happening again especially if you don't want it and most people don't you know, that I, I'm so glad that you said that, too. Uh, you know, these ones that are abducting, they're kind of like the, the Neanderthal of the aliens out there. They are very basic in what they want to do to you and, and why. I mean, they're very much about taking what they want as they want, and they don't care how you feel about it. But like you said, the ones that are not Hollywooded enough, you know, the ones that are more <laughs> spiritually uh, inclined to connect with people by – channeling, uh, appearing in people's dreams, you know, connecting on a different level, 
they don't get they don't get all that Hollywood glamour and but they are like like the scene in the Star Wars bar because you you just come in and these beings are so assorted. They're not the, the typical grades. They're not the typical reptilians. These are beings that you just you just don't hear about. But there there are many of them, and they're they're so much more aware. And they're kind of warning us. You know, those guys, those aliens that are creeping around your planet are not good guys. You know. <laughs> no, I mean they're only about uh, sixty to a hundred and twenty thousand years more advanced than us. Wow. That's kind of a rough parameter. Just now, and this is the problem. They used to live to about a hundred years or 800 years old, much like Noah and Moses did. Uh, they do die, though. I personally don't believe they have a soul. Part of the hybridization program with the humans, I believe, is to have that soul, to be able to breed with an entity much like a human. And hue is, you know, a short, or an ancient Egyptian word for a a frequency of light, hue, and man is short for manifestation to come into the physical. So a, a human being that's incarnated, when they die, will reincarnate. Now, the gray alien uh, would like to have that immortality, but they don't. And that is why they breed with us. It's not because they don't know how to splice a gene and clone them. So we can even do that. I mean, yeah, that's, you know, that's not the case anymore. But, you know, what I am hearing, though, from my clients, it's not as much of an abduction from greys so much lately, although I did have one last week. Um, It's some other entities are now, they're the mantis type, a little bit taller and uh, not as violent they seem to be a little bit they seem to ask permission somehow Mm. you're seeing the six foot tall praying mantis sorts well not me (laughs) but uh, (laughs) i've never seen an alien uh like that myself oh i'm sorry okay i gotcha okay i thought i I had a little break up there i didn't hear quite clearly okay wow that's what i'm what i'm seeing in my private practice what i see yeah yeah so you know what's what's fascinating to me? Like I've been in this for a long time, and and I have met people who have met the praying mantis, and there seemed to be a duality going on with there being some really negative uh, experiences with these giant bug creatures, and then there were some that were absolutely blissful and peaceful. And I'm like, what is going on here? Well, I think I I, I know why that is. Yeah, I think that they have figured out, um, you know, big down payments. Thousands down. We interviewed the victims. Tell us what happened, ma'am. Well, I said to myself, self, go to Mad City. Mad City Mitsubishi. Every vehicle's just one dime down. And then? I ended up at some other dealer. Why? They had guaranteed credit. Let me guess. You had to put $4,000 down. Yeah, four grand. And there was no warranty. Next time, go to Mad City, Mad City Mitsubishi. They extend the factory warranty to 30 years, 300,000 miles. And all you need is a dime. Hundreds of pre-owned in stock now. But my credit stinks. Just ask for credit amnesty. If you bring home 350 a week, you get up to $30,000 in credit. Wow, 30 grand? Yes, ma'am. With only one dime total out of pocket. It's a crime to pay more than a dime. At the number two Mitsubishi dealer in the nation. Mad City, Mad City Mitsubishi. On the Beltline. Call 844-MAD-CITY. MadCityMitsubishi.com. Qualified buyers 18 garage, 260 for 72 months at 5% APR. Tax tag and fees financed. More info, call 844-MAD-MAN-2.
they can just take us and abduct us against our will. They have the power to do that. Um, however, if they can get us to come on our by our own free will, you know, if they can make it sweet and uh, so we'll easily come to them, they win both ways. So they figured out that much about our psyche. You know, it's time for us to really figure out their psyche, you know, what makes them tick. We know a little bit about it, and I can see by putting my notes together, I can draw an outline of sort of how they think, which is, you know, hive mind. But, um, yeah, I think that they're just, it's a manipulation. I mean, they're tricking the person into thinking it's all, you know, sugar and spice. Oh. It's, yeah, I mean, it, they're yeah. tricking them just to, there's, because the end result is the same. It's just less fuss for them. You know, I, you're just like music to my ears because I have <laughs> talked to several hypnotherapists and some of them are just like, I have never regressed anybody who's had a ne- negative experience with an alien being. And I'm just like, what planet were they from again? I mean, and what planet are you from? Because I don't see how they could have missed that. They think that these alien beings are all, you know, just being uh, um, uh, misperceived for their intentions. And I'm like, have you dealt with one? Well, no. Well, then you don't know what you're speaking of. You know, let's let's really look at what people are talking about, what they're really experiencing, what these beings are saying, and what they're actually doing to people. This is not a good scenario, no matter how you look at it. Sure, there are more positive beings, but the ones that you're hearing about the most that are interfering and chopping on people, those are rotten good for nothings, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Um, and listen, they come like a thief in the night. Doesn't that tell you something? Uh, yes. yes. Right. I mean, that's a red flag right there. Right. You know, but you now a contactee, uh, that's different. You know, they are special. <laughs> Their minds can really telepathically communicate. What they do is they resonate with a different species in exchange information, which is different than channeling. Um, It's a little bit different than channeling. I'm working with a couple of contactees right now, and uh, it's mind-bending and amazing all at the same time, but kind of boils down to math, really. Their mind is moving in like a scalar wave, so they have to contour this space into the areas of where extraterrestrials live. They do prefer that over aliens. Apparently, we're the aliens. But um, that their minds are different, and the information they receive is very complex. Mm-hmm. It's really not for everyone, simply because not everyone could understand it. That's so true. You know... It's so odd. I don't know where on earth you're from, truly, because I don't, I have spoke to so many people and they just don't, they don't talk about this stuff the way that you are. Because I I personally, and along with a a good friend of mine that I based my book on, The Secret War, that the alien contact that she experienced, this being was speaking through her, but she refused to call it channeling. She said, it's not. She's like, I meditate, it, they meet me there, and they use a form of technology to communicate. And she has the choice to stop or not, to speak or not, you know, to share what they're saying. And it, people just, I just don't hear about that that often. So it's fascinating. Yeah. 
You That's a true that. contactee. That's a true contactee. A couple of months ago, we had a one of my abduction and contactee support group meetings was on how to determine true contact. How do you know you're not just hearing voices? Right? <laughs> I mean, these are questions you should ask. So, I mean, it was a, a very powerful meeting, but there clearly is a, a difference between a channeler and a contactee. I think uh, they use the super conscious mind to be a contactee as opposed to the subconscious mind. I see in chat room somebody saying something about the subconscious mind, but the subconscious mind itself works very much like a computer. It, It inputs, it intakes information, stores it and puts it into different compartments. And so when in your alpha awake conscious mind you come across a situation maybe a paranormal situation if you have no information in the subconscious to compare it to you may possibly freak out if you have some information you've read about it you've heard about it it cross-references it Mm -hmm. and your emotional response is based on that the super conscious mind though is more the spiritual realm it's out there it's not so pre destined the subconscious mind it's just you know when you have somebody under or in a deep state of hypnosis you can move deep deep into the subconscious mind and uncover memories that have happened so long ago or and learn great insight into yourself and how you react and why you react to situations it's very empowering Oh, I bet. I'm dying to know. What is it that you're uncovering? What are you seeing? And have you noticed that there's a change going on in the contact as in a reduction? Oh, there goes my dog. That's yours. (laughs) A reduction in the alien abductions that are being reported. I mean, do you see a change? And what are they they reporting back about this stuff? Um, I, it depends on the age. I have about uh, three teenage girls that I'm working with and they don't know each other and two of them have almost identical situations where they're taken now there's there's they're both explain it very much the same way where they say they know they've left their body but they're in another body perhaps it's an astral body and they're taken off planet to another planet and one, both say this, there's a house that's very much like a house you would see here, and it's outside of a town, and it's a safe house for humans. It's a reptile planet, and uh, they, she was taken there for questioning because she had seen something. Both girls told me they were taken there for questioning because they had witnessed or seen something. Um, they said that they saw something like a conveyor belt, and a human body was on it. And it went through a machine and was skinned, and the skin came out the other side. The body continued, and the arms and legs and head were removed. It was, uh, they told him the gutting is very um, delicate because there are certain parts that the reptiles like to eat. Now, both of the girls described this conveyor belt, the shedding of the skin, and the cutting down of the body, saying that certain gray are reptilian aliens this is what they feast on they prefer children and the girls both communicated that the uh, humans that they saw going through the conveyor belt seemed like eight or nine or ten year old children that's disgusting 
It's oh, disgusting. But what are the what are the chances of me having two clients, two you know families bringing me their children, where the children are scared, you know, clearly, oh. and um, they are having this identical experience. Uh, you know, I will tell you something. I know somebody who had witnessed something similar wow. here. Yes, similar here in, um, oh gosh, it was in um, Sedona, inside one of the mountains there. Oh, and yeah. saw people essentially in tubes. Mm-hmm. And the reptilian being saying how, and this one I'm going to eat for later. You know, it's, it's safe for later to eat. And, and just disturbing disturbing stuff so this this thing with the the reptilians eating people i mean i it's been around but to have this be more prevalent and be spoken of it's nowadays i just don't hear these stories anymore so well there are some theories that uh, the grotesque number of missing children in the united states of america are being abducted by a reptilian species for that very reason Yes, I was actually through that contact experience. The contact uh, alien said that to to myself and uh, my friend that I based that book on. It that the beings is what they're doing. It's what they're doing. Yeah, it's been quite interesting, and and that is sort of you know the more negative side of it, of course. But uh, there are the energetic species that come to people who are sort of this um, indigo violet color kind of fluorescent high frequency color something that you know they would never see anywhere except when they're dealing with this and these beings are gentle they sound feminine um they're rapid which usually does indicate um that they're from the deeper space in their contact it's rapid it's very high frequency they sound uh you know like they sucked helium almost Mm. but um they um, are very loving. They ask permission and they do teach and show people. And so they do get an idea and this does change their lives. Also, uh, it does make them more socially conscientious uh, more aware. Often uh, they'll become activists and vegetarians. Uh, their life changes drastically when their perspective of the world and the universe grows like that. Oh, and I would say so. Oh, my goodness. Now, <laughs> when people come to you, do they have somewhat of an inkling that there are alien eyes behind what it is that they're suspicious of when they come to you? Or are they just kind of, are they playing like they don't know? I Sometimes mean, it's both, Heidi. Okay. Um, like my last, well, what <laughs> Last one that did that, her verbiage, you know, how she spoke, it was cautious. Uh, She referred to them as, you know, her people. Um, And I'm saying people, (laughs) you know, as in a human. Well, no. (laughs) Okay, well, (laughs) well then. (laughs) That does change things a wee bit. Uh, but it did, it did turn out that um, she had a connection with what was probably a descendant of the Nagas, and they were a um, amphibious race, but said to live deep in our oceans still to this very day. Oh, wow, 
that's fascinating. It, you know, I am not surprised by that once again because I, I have heard of this. I mean, there are so many sightings of submerged uh, UFOs. I mean, oh, that are going- Lake Titicaca. I mean, oh, they, yeah. they come out of there like buses go by here. I mean, they mean nothing to the indigenous people of the area. Um, you can ask them and, you know, they'll take you to the best sighting. Shirley McLean hung out there for quite some time um, watching them. She said that she actually had face-to-face contact uh, with some aliens. She then, you know, purchased that ranch out in New Mexico so that she could have better contact. But, you know, then, you know, you're getting close to the bases. And then things change because there's alien activity on the bases, but those aliens, like the tall whites out at Indian Springs, are you familiar with that species? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're when they if they perceive a threat because their emotions are so different than ours, they'll just kill you instantly. And it's okay with our enlisted men. They have to go along with it. They go out of their way. I mean, because they have a living space right on the Indian Springs base. Oh. And, yeah, I believe they. You know, it's so funny. They even refer to it as something white. You know, and it's the tall whites that are living right on the base. Uh, They have their own quarters there. But, you know, there's lots of stories where the United States government has interacted or entered into contracts with alien races. And just about the disclosure hearings this summer, um, Ron Hellyer, the former defense minister of Canada, and Nick Pope, the former defense minister of the United Kingdom, both implied and stated at different times that they felt... Um, that they were being suppressed by the United States government to keep the information under wraps and to not share it. And they wanted to share it, but were told not to by the superpower. <laughs> oh, those are our guys that work for us. What are you talking about? Come on. They listen to our <laughs> commands. What I don't know what you're speaking of here, Lori. My goodness. You know, it does get old a bit. We hear about this sort of thing often, and it's like, what is going on? You just get so angry, and you just want the answers. But, you know, we're coming upon our next uh, break here. So, uh, Lori, you just sit tight. You guys, you're listening to me, Heidi Hollis, The Outland on Inception Radio Network, and we will be right back. Inception Radio Network, Chicago, Illinois. Illinois. Do you have a smartphone? If so, Inception Radio Network is the best app for you. Available on iTunes, Android, Samsung, and most other app stores. Just search Inception Radio Network. With the app, you can listen live, check out podcasts of recent and past shows, view our videos, see what shows are coming up, who the guests are, and, via the chat room, send live questions to those guests. You know it makes sense. Check your app store now. Inception Radio Network. I'll see you there. 
Hi, Inception Radio Network listeners. This is Amanda. Just a reminder that Inception Radio Network is on Twitter. Follow us at I underscore R underscore N and keep up to date about who's on tonight, what interviews they'll be doing, who's guest spotting, what topics they'll be covering. Tweet to us, tweet about us, retweet topics to your friends, and most importantly, never miss a great show again. That's I underscore R underscore N. Don't have a computer? Is your internet connection down? Don't worry. Use your trusty landline or cell phone and dial or call and listen lines at 832-280-0830 or 786-837-2262 to listen to the Inception Radio Network 24-7. Again, those numbers are 832-280-0830 or 786-837-2262. For the Inception Radio Network, I'm MJ. Are you a fan of Inception Radio Network? Do you reckon it's the best alternative talk radio station on the planet? Well, if you do, head to facebook.com forward slash Inception Radio Network and like the page. Tell your friends, spread the word, and keep listening to the best. Hello, folks. Heidi Hollis is rocking the airwaves every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern right here on IRN. But if you want to learn more about Heidi, check out her amazing website at www.heidihollis.com. For IRN, this is MJ. Get advice on aliens to ghosts, demons to angels, and from shadow people to the outlandish. Explore the paranormal with... Heidi Hollis. The Outland. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to me, Heidi Hollis, The Outlander. Remembering always if it's weird, we're here, and now you are too. So you're just as strange as I am, so stop staring. Um, so anyways, I've got Lori McDonald here. She is a clinical hypnotherapist. And, you know, I see in the chat room somebody's asking the same question I was just talking to you over the break about because I am so curious about military abductions, better known as my labs. And you mentioned that earlier, that uh, you consider them to be just as traumatic as an alien abduction. So what, what are people saying? What are they experiencing that, that are sharing these uh, stories with you? Well, I, I have a, two people over the last few years that believe that they're uh, victims of a government abduction and they think that they were subjected to some type of mind control and they actually both think that they were implanted. Implanted? What are we speaking of? Like a device to track them? Yeah, like a tracking device. And this is the thing, you know, those little tiny uh, tracking devices or implants that they find in abductees, uh, they emit a radio signal. And so with that particular technology, that can be programmed to interfere with your own alpha, beta, theta waves, you know, creating thoughts, I mean, um, and emotions, which would then trigger hormonal imbalances, all sorts of stuff. I mean, that's really scary. I mean, in fact, uh, Saturday and Sunday, when I met the UFO con in San Jose, they have an implant scanner. So, People that are coming can go through and get scanned to see if they have one. <laughs> I you know, think they have it at the door, and if anybody sets it off, they <laughs> kick them out. That's hilarious. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, you know, I have um, a client, and he's 87 years old, 
and he has an implant. Uh, I had his MRIs and CAT scans um, from UC Davis here in Northern California, and we looked at them on the x-ray light, and there's clearly a metallic object lodged in his pineal gland. Uh, So the radiologist who read them said, well, that's got to be some type of shrapnel. You must have received shrapnel in the head during the war. And he said, well, I was in the war, but I was in the Navy, and I wasn't shot ever. And the strangest thing about that particular story, Heidi, is that the abduction scenario that he remembered his wife was involved in, she too has the exact same implant. They had to divorce because the frequencies caused headaches between they couldn't be in the same room. The second that they were in the same room, there was a type of static electricity that was just kind of low level, but just continued to sort of grate on their nerves. And since it's in the pineal gland, I, I don't see how it could be removed. My goodness. So are they, are, are they rec- recalling being implanted? I mean... They recall... Uh, he's actually part of my support group, and he absolutely recalls uh, being abducted. And he has vivid recollection of three. Um, during his regression, he learned much, much more. In fact... Even I did. I had was able to put together some information after listening to him that really took me a step forward in understanding the entire phenomena. So he was expressing uh, his abductions were by the greys, and um, he was on board a ship, and he saw how they flew it in threes and how it was attached to their minds. But one-on-one, one gray against one human, they can't uh, override our minds or our control. They can't control us. It needs three of them to actually, like, sort of paralyze us. I'm sure you've heard of people, they find themselves in a paralyzed state. They can't move anything, but they're totally alert. Uh, It takes three of them. Um, And then, and if that doesn't work, then always a fourth alien at that point is called in. It's a taller gray And he usually has an instrument shaped like a long pen. And this is what they then use to subdue the person. Um, I know that what they're doing is they're creating a hypnoglomic state in between two states of consciousness where the body thinks it's asleep and it doesn't move, just like in a dream state. Wow. That's, uh, you know, that, that makes sense. I mean, it's like it's like a Vulcan mind meld type of thing that they it takes a few of them in a row though to, to pull it off. Spock was a lot better, but um, <laughs> so you you've essentially now when it comes when we're get, getting back to the the my lab experiences. Now these are people who recall being taken by regular people. Do they recall anything that's being said to them? Why they're there? Where they're being taken? I mean, what are they recalling? They're subjected to um, psychic tests um, to see a remote viewing ability, um, telekinetic ability to, you know, move things with the mind. Mm. Um, And then the whole thing, too, I mean, in some of these underground bases, though, there are lots of stories where their people are being held, aliens are being held, and then all types of creatures in between that are products of experiments are being held. I'm all part of 
the Mylabs. I mean, they're all connected there and they're just, you know, it's all for mind control. Now, when you say about beings that are being held, uh, what had, did they see what type they were? I mean, and what they were doing to them? Well, this is the thing. I mean, I, I believe within the reptilians, uh, there are some that work with um, the government and there are some that are on their own. You know, they're, they've gone rogue, I guess. And they're, they do whatever they do. But it's some of them, rogue reptilians, were captured. They were kept in the lab and other crosses between humans because of one person recalled seeing somebody morphing back and forth and they seemed like they were being tortured. Their, it's like their body was morphing and then back. It would start to change and then it would come back and the person was, there was screaming and it was just an unbearable scene. It's actually very difficult. You know, if you, so you have a, some memory about that or being walked through or having any exposure to any of these uh, bizarre experiments, you have to wonder what the purpose. Right, right. It, it, and are they recalling like the location, what state that they're being uh, taken to? Or Well, I heard that, no, they don't know precisely, to be honest. Um, but they're saying uh, that they do think that there's a underground, like super train that connects several of the bases like um, Los Alamos and Dulce, Kirkland, possibly Area 51, and right into Mather Airfield in Sacramento, which were exactly parallel 440 miles, a perfectly straight line, our base to that base. (laughs) So it'd be easy to or, well, depending on your abilities, but it would be easy for them to build that type of a train. And they say they're all connected underground. It's quite amazing underneath our Earth. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was sharing with you during the break that I have uh, three memories of being taken by military. And, yes, over uh, uh, underground and uh, over to military bases, uh, I do I do recall um, quite clearly um, some things like that so it's it's fascinating to me but i've yet to run into anybody that has mentioned the base uh underground base that i i I was taken to so i'm always just kind of waiting to hear somebody else that has been there because it is something else to say the least and um yeah i saw beings being held there i did so that's that's fascinating that's fascinating that you you mentioned that because that's something i i just have not really gone into a whole heck of a lot of detail on it because it it is so odd it is so strange i know it was real i don't question my own sanity or my own memories so it's like it's always fascinating to me because it's so rare to hear of others speak of that you're just full of surprises Lori. i mean what the heck i've been doing this uh uh, 20 years so (laughs) same here over 20 years i've been uh (laughs) rolling with this and it's like i just don't i don't hear about this sort of thing it it always seems to be the same cookie cutter crap that gets uh dished out there and i'm like oh my god let's just let's move on let's have a sense of humor let's let's laugh let's uh you know handle this and deal with this as we do any other topic as humanly flawed as possible that's how we do it so (laughs) i'm all i'm all about it you know and some people are like oh so lighthearted with you know it's like I know how to clear a room when I want to. I know how to scare the bejesus out of people. But where do you get with that? You don't get very far. Having a good conversation like this is how 
I think we break the ice in a little different manner. So I, I appreciate you rolling with the punches with this. So oh, no problem. <laughs> yeah. So now, my goodness. So you've been you've been helping people come to the realization of <laughs> what it is that they've been involved in. What's the next step? So like, okay, so I have aliens in my backyard. What are you doing and what are you saying to help them get through this? Well, we then determine uh, whether it's an alien that is going to help them or feed from them, you know, steal their energy, whatever. You know, they do, some aliens really do get off on that fear vibe. Like you said, it's popcorn to them. Isn't that the truth? You know, (laughs) yeah. Or some entities are, you know, fear mongers, and yeah, that's how they survive. Uh, it's easy to show no fear, though. I mean, there are tools that you can be taught, right, uh, to calm yourself, and it's almost instantaneous. Heart rate drops, breathing becomes regular, mind is clear, and you can act and think. Uh, they don't really expect that to happen. They they really do expect you to freak out. And so they do get a little curious. You know, just for a second, you know, I did actually have my own shadow people incident. Oh, let's go there. <laughs> um, I was 10. And um, I had seen other entities before, but always, uh, I always actually thought they were angels because that was my belief system. And I was a young child. <laughs> But uh, one day I saw, I'm going to have to call it a family of shadow people because it seemed like there were two bigger figures and three that were a little bit smaller. And I was outside and I, they noticed me notice them. And everybody was kind of staring at each other. And then they made like this unbelievable rapid movement. And I, my eyes followed and then went back. And then one jumped from the ground to the very top of a, about the height of a goalpost. And okay, that's now I was convinced that I was seeing something very bizarre. And they were convinced that I was actually seeing them. Oh, wow. Because I, I felt like it was a little test to see if they, that I was going to follow. They were actually couldn't believe I could see them. Wow, that's uh, that's interesting, and it's interesting that you got that vibe and that that insight on them that that this was all a test. Now, now, do you feel that potentially it's because of your involvement with the alien topic? I don't know. I mean, I have a really strange birth story that I didn't find out until I was almost thirty. Heidi, the mm. story was my mom and dad are both from Windsor, Ontario, mm-hmm. and. Uh, my mom's from a pretty straight-laced family. My father was as well, but I was her fourth child, and all through her pregnancy, she had visitations from uh, what we would call today gray aliens. Oh, boy. Uh, she had never re- really recalled or at least never talked about having anything like that happen to her before, and she didn't take it well. I mean, it kind of broke her down as each month went by. Uh, she kept being visited, and then one night um, in you know late September, she went past the yard, but with two gray aliens, she said she just walked right out the back door in her nightgown, and they brought her through the apple orchard, and there was a ship landed. She had no recollection of being on it. Her next thought was that her feet were cold, and that she was in her nightie, and, and then her next and you know recollection, you know, other than I'm on a spaceship 
was uh, waking up uh, crying out for my father. She had made it to the backyard, almost to the door, but not close enough. And she was calling for help. She was in full on labor. Mm. Um, he did not hear her. The neighbor did and came out and roused my family awake. And they rushed my mother to the hospital where she gave birth to me. Now she had a wow. difficult time, um, you know, accepting everything and later had a, uh, mental breakdown. She had a nervous breakdown uh-huh. and, um, moved away and left the children to be raised by our father because I guess I weirded her out too much. Well, I've never had a live alien on the show. Thank you for joining us, Laura. <laughs> well, listen, I'm not saying that I'm an alien. They could have just been very interested in her pregnancy. But my my family did withhold that information from me until I was almost 30, which is really funny because I already was way into I was in deep already by then <laughs> into ufology. So, you know, it sounds like these beings knew your future and your involvement before you even were made into reality, that they wanted to take a close look and to see, well, who is this that's going to be revealing our secrets? Maybe we could examine her now. So in the future, we might be able to know how to take her on. I well, mean, they, they should never underestimate the power of the human spirit. <laughs> because they'll be no, you know, taking me on. <laughs> yeah, they, that's a very, that's a possibility. I've heard that theory before. Uh, somebody had put that to me that maybe they're very curious as to what you might do with yeah. the information. And I do have some information. Mm, I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I really can't share everything. Partly due to. Um, client confidentiality oh yeah i understand and and partly do because you know even though i'm pretty open i there are still some things that are so far out there that it's difficult to express yeah you know people have to be psychologically prepared to deal with particular phenomena Mm. you know that may be one of the reasons why they won't disclose any involvement with alien races. It could shake up people, you know, and I would feel great empathy for them. I wouldn't want them to feel insecure or scared or uncertain about their reality or their future. I mean, I I could really feel for somebody going through that. You know, I have a a client who's a doctor, um, perfectly mainstream, never had anything unusual happen to him until 2009 and he woke up and a gray alien was standing beside him oh wow and and, um he like he said like he just like shook his head like no you know and laughed and um uh he has he ran out of his house didn't go back for five days and he's been kind of withdrawn since 2009 And, you know, so that's a perfect example of how it can change the path of somebody's life. It doesn't have to be that way. He's just starting to come to me now. I mean, I can help him get his power back, have a greater understanding, connect a few of the dots. Right. And move forward. But, you know, being stuck, you know, that's like being paralyzed. 
Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people, though, when their reality gets uh, taken aback, you, mm-hmm. you have to start all over sometimes. And, and and your poor mother, your poor mother. I mean, during a time when it surely wasn't popular to say that an alien stopped by and, oh, my goodness, you know, somehow the baby is related to what took place. I mean, what a reality she was thrown into. I cannot blame the poor woman no, for yeah. having done what she what she went through. Threw her for a loop, um, to say the least. You know, she came out of it eventually and carried on. Uh, different and changed. I can't say empowered, but uh, she did carry on, which is a blessing for her. But there are people that don't, and uh, there are people that do very well with it. I mean, there are some commonalities, though, among the abductees. One of them is blood type. Okay. I mean, uh, the uh, ICAR institution studied 1,400 abductees, and I believe it was into the 70 percentile had RH negative blood type. Mm. Yeah. What that implies, I'm not quite sure. Right, right. Maybe it's tastier. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's going there. I'm so sorry. But, you know, it's, it is absolutely, you know, it's fascinating to me when I hear uh, people who are, are being met with, with such a challenging reality and how it is that they go about accepting it and, and who they choose to share it with. If they, they try to grow from it or do they recede in society and keep it to themselves? I mean, what's been the general reaction for these people? Are they just kind of, uh, you know, they're, they're just hoarding it to themselves or are they actually, you know, getting out there and, and being expressive? Well, they're coming to my group. Um, I have more than I can handle. <laughs> my uh, abduction and contactee support group is bursting at the seams. Mm. And that, that's a fact. So I'm glad that I could create a safe, non-judgmental environment. And they, the feedback is amazing. Um, they're so relieved. They're so glad. But this interferes, you know, with your relationships. I have one woman, and um, hotter than a firecracker, should be dating all over the place. And uh, she says a second, she tries to be herself and, you know, tell the man that she's with about how her life is and what she's experienced. They express disbelief, which she interprets as you're lying and the fights begin. So, you know, she, so they just can't, she can't have like a healthy relationship. I mean, it's almost like she needs to be with, you know, uh, somebody who can, I don't know why she just doesn't. There should be an abduction contactee support group, dating support Dating group. site. <laughs> you know, it's so true. It's put a cramp in one's dating game. Um, I have been there, and it's like, you know, only unless they can say you're a lie or this is a joke or they could crack as many jokes as they want about it, you know, it's it's not okay, you know, and it's like, uh, well, you know what? I'm not going to let that happen because, you know, this is my reality. This is what's going on. In your reality, you think aliens are all fuzzy and sweet. You go live in that reality or you don't think they exist. You live in that reality. You know, it's, it, it is a, con- it, it can be a point of, of some major issues. If you're really 
thinking you're with your lifelong partner, you know, and, uh, and, and this keeps being thrown in your face. That's, well, like your first caller, um, I think she said her name was Elizabeth or something. She said that, you know, her husband's not on board, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> with, the, with the UFO thing, even though he's seen the pictures. I mean, there's certainly a certain degree of denial there. I mean, nothing, a half a bottle of scotch and a shotgun won't take care of, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, you Way know, to bring them, bring them both in there. But up, but up. Yeah, well, you know, but but seriously though, I mean, she did sound upset, and uh, she certainly has some emotional reaction to this. And I felt very empathetic for her, and I'm glad that Mufon's going out there. I myself am on the Mufon mental health referral list for clinical hypnotherapists, and I hope that her investigator can, you know, give give her some uh, tips and uh, uh, lead her to somebody who can talk to her or regress her or help her through it so that she can, you know, be relaxed and comfortable in her own home, in her own skin, so that she can open up her computer and not be afraid that the, you know, of a picture. I mean, with that to ignite that type of emotional reaction, she clearly has been... Um, affected by this something's going on oh yeah you know your services that you're offering i mean i have to applaud you you're really doing something that's super helpful again i wish i lived closer to you because i I have a group over in milwaukee that that you know people come and talk and share about anything out of the ordinary but yours is very specific and it's very helpful and i think you should start like opening up the doors for skyping in other people so they can yeah in it (laughs) i i actually um have talked about that and um I talked to a few of the members and a few of them, you're a little bit afraid of being infiltrated. Of course. Yeah. You know, we get a new member and they're going, how come they don't have an avatar? How come their avatar is a question mark? <laughs> I hear you. But now we're friends, Lori, so I could Skype in. Yes, that's oh. right. Yes, that's right. So, yeah, that would be no problem. And I'm sure I could get everybody in the group to accept that. <laughs> no, because, man, I mean, it would be nice to link up with others who especially have dealt with these uh, crazy military abducting people. They're, they're such creeps. Now, I want to give you the opportunity to put out your website and how people could get in touch with you again because uh, God, yeah, we only got a, a couple minutes left. www.trueyouhypnotherapy.com or you can follow me on Twitter at Lori's True You. You can come and see me this weekend in San Jose at UFOCon 2013. You can give me a call at 916-266-3964 and I do offer free phone consultations for people out of the area who are looking for help. Oh, that's fan- that is fantastic. My goodness, that that's, that's such a service. People have no idea because you're giving of yourself. You're giving of your time. And I don't know many people who can support themselves on, you know, 100% being involved in aliens, you know. So it's like we really, those of us that are involved in this are really putting our whole heart and soul out there, you know. Because well, I also do weight management through hypnosis. Love it. Oh, that pays the bills, I'm going to say. There you go. You know, it's we all got a backup plan. You know what I'm talking right. about? <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? It's all part of true hypnotherapy. I mean, we offer a, a wide variety of services. But Love it. 
Love it. Fascinating stuff. You know what? I, I'm going to be like totally calling it on you all the time now because we're, we're close friends now after the show. And uh, awesome. <laughs> we're, we're gonna totally, I'm totally going to be calling on you. So I really want to thank you so much once again, Lori McDonald, uh, for coming on the program. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Heidi. Oh, of course, of course. Well, everybody, gosh, we've come to the bottom of another program. Can you believe it? And I see a lot of you are just chatting away in the chat room. You guys got to come and roll over there sometime and check it out. Man, well, just as uh, every Friday, you know, you guys can catch me here at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. You've been listening to me, Heidi Hollis, The Outlander on Inception Radio Network. Remembering always if it's weird, we're here. Good night, everybody. payments thousands down we interviewed the victims tell us what happened ma'am well i says to myself self go to mad city mad city mitsubishi every vehicle's just one dime down and then i ended up at some other dealer why they had guaranteed credit let me guess you had to put four thousand dollars down yeah four grand and there was no warranty. Next time, go to Mad City, Mad City Mitsubishi. They extend the factory warranty to 30 years, 300,000 miles. And all you need is a dime. Hundreds of pre-owned in stock now. But my credit stinks. Just ask for credit amnesty. If you bring home 350 a week, you get up to $30,000 in credit. Wow, 30 grand? Yes, ma'am. With only one dime total out of pocket. It's a crime to pay more than a dime. At the number two Mitsubishi dealer in the nation. Mad City, Mad City Mitsubishi. On the Beltline. Call 844-MAD-CITY. MadCityMitsubishi.com. Qualified buyers 18 garage, 260 for 72 months at 5% APR. Tax tag and fees financed. More info, call 844-MAD-MEN-2.